that we talk about money at the Mantels and we sit around the table and talk about it. And it, it is amazing. Okay, there are- said something really important right there because a lot of people don't want to talk about money in their home. Hello, I'm Elizabeth Ribbons, your host for Next, a podcast dedicated to connecting women through stories, inspiration, and actions that empower resilience, leverage change, and celebrates their next. Will I really have enough money to last through my retirement? Today's guest, expert, consultant, speaker, and author, Marsha Mantel, can help you on these journeys for answers. With 30 years of experience as an advisor to the most complex retirement finance concepts, Marsha has a remarkable ability to translate challenging retirement concepts into everyday language to educate and motivate real people to take the right steps. Welcome, Marsha. I'm so glad you're here. And this Thank is such you, a Elizabeth. great topic to talk about. Um, can you just give me just a little nutshell? I mean, I tried to say 30 years, but just a little <laughs> bit about your background so that um, my audience can understand better. Well, absolutely. I did start 30 years ago, it seems like yesterday, in financial <laughs> services with a big financial firm. And after 13 years there, I really needed to step off so that I could try to, wasn't find balance, it was to find something other than high stress all the time. Yeah. So I stepped off the the big corporate track and started my own consulting business and got to see my two girls as they were getting into high school and middle school. Yeah. A grand career all in the retirement space. So we have an industry out there that lots of people don't think about it that way, but there are trillions of dollars in just retirement assets and so I help the large companies, financial advisors, and individual people to understand their piece of that retirement industry. And it's, it's complex. I mean, if you don't understand it, and, and that's why I think a lot of people probably just ignore it because it's like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it, that is so much. I don't even, I, my brain does not have the bandwidth right now to, to hold that. And um, I love that you do help people in a, in a, way that you can translate that complex language, not only for the advisors, but also for people, everyday people. Yeah. And it's for, for people like you and me, baby boomers, because we're on the cusp of retirement. Right. But I'll share with you a quick little thing that I've been doing now for the past seven or eight years. My girls are grown up now. Yeah. Hallelujah. (laughs) This is a big year for us. My little one's going to be 25 and my older one's 30. But every year when we get together for the holidays, we do one day a fancy tea party and family finance fun. Uh-huh. And this year's theme was retirement laws. And the reason the, everything about retirement is so complicated is because it sits under every single money movement you make sits under retirement laws and tax laws. Yeah. So laws are really complicated and that makes it, very unapproachable for, you know, all of us people just trying to save up enough or make the right step so that we can have a fun retirement. Mm-hmm. It makes it incredibly complicated. So that's why I try to, I understand the technical side so I can help advisors with that. But then how do you translate it so that somebody goes, oh, that's what you mean. So that's you're able to boil it down and maybe give them um, examples of Let's say hypothetically, you are A and this is B, C, D, and this is what happens. So you're able to do that, right? Yes. I am. And there are so many variations that could happen yes. on the road of life. So it's not, 
just that you're married or you're divorced or you're single mm-hmm. or widowed even, but then there are layers upon layers upon layers of complexity in each of those swim lanes. Yes. So that's what those of us in the quote industry study and work on. Right. But real people don't care. That's, you know, I don't care. Just tell me what I need to do. And right. so then I help them make their own best decisions. And that's great because then you know, because if someone says, I don't care, don't you think that they're kind of uh, stepping into some dangerous areas? But they just sort of ignore it. And when, when do you really start talking to people? Because I think it's, is it too late? Is it too late to be in your 60s and go, okay, what am I doing for my retirement? You know, I talk to my children and they're same as you, 25 and 30. And, um, and they are already, you know, they're working for companies that do the 401k match and that's the best they can do right now. And then they're saving, you know, they do the 50, 30, 20 rule. Which I love of yours. Yes. Yeah. And so they do all of that because they realize that, you know, things are really um, uncertain Uncertain. and that there's no real, you know, for sures, just like way back when people would get a job in a company and stay there forever. There's no for sures. So they're trying to be more aware but when do you see people start waking up and going, oh my gosh, I've spent so much money on all of my life, you know, all my things, car, house, da, 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 student loans for my kids, what have you. Then, they're, they're, then they get around to looking at it. What, like 45, 50, 60? When do they look at it? 50's a biggie. Yeah. I do see the light bulb going <laughs> on really bright at 50. At 50. That's such a shock. When you wake up, one day, and you were 49 yesterday, and today you're 50. Yeah. It's a whole different thing. Yeah. Um, I have a crown, a birthday crown that I got for my 50th birthday that I still love to look at. It was so long ago, Elizabeth. <laughs> but that's a big time. Or another time when people really have that panic moment is when their last child goes off to college. Yeah. And they're truly empty nesters at this point. So those are sort of the two times I see, but it's not too late. You know, to your question of, you know, oh my gosh, I'm almost 60 or I'm almost 50 or whatever. Forget it. It doesn't matter where you were. Today is what counts. Right. What do you do today to help improve going forward? Because even at 60 for us women, lots of us are going to live till 95. Some of us are going to live to a hundred. I round up. I'm pretty optimistic. It's 40 more years, ladies. It is. It's a long time. And those last years, you know, dozen or decade, mm-hmm. you're going to be needing some real good care, probably. Healthcare. I don't think you, you just go to bed one day and it's all over. I think that, you know, it's a slow decline and there's things that you're going to need. And, you know, how do we set up for that? Because Medicare is a whole ball of wax that is just um, pretty. Yeah, you talk about a complicated law. Yeah, yes, Medicare is a law, and I have the law books in my office in Plymouth, and they are 4,900 pages, and that's not the most current set of books. They're a few years old. So who could go through that? It includes Social Security, but it's mostly Medicare. It's enormous with all the changes in the evolution over the years. It's really tough to wrap your head around that, and yet each of us has to go see the doctor, or I need a hip replacement, or... I need, you know, I'm in an accident and need care. So we all end up using the healthcare system. We all end up needing some type of prescription drug. Right. And you need to understand this all of a sudden. Yes. And and it's interesting because there's nobody, this is really important because 
I went through it with my mom um, and, and I realized that she had a supplemental insurance that she had to pay. And yeah. then we had to really go around and get the best pricing on, on um, medications. And some, the generic, which Medicare wanted, mm. weren't as good as the actual. So then we had to work out, there was one really important one that she had to sort of pay up front in the beginning of the year, but then she would sort of get a, a good deal at the end, like throughout the year. Yes. And, and there's all these things you have to know. So it's so important to have someone that can give you information about this because you yeah, really, and step you through in a sequence. Yes. Like, you know, the old phrase drinking from the fire hose. I don't particularly like that phrase, but no. it certainly illustrates the exactly. point that it's there. You are bombarded by the time you're getting close to deciding to retire, whatever that means for you. Right. But partly that you're in your mid sixties and you're going to transition over to Medicare, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. There is so much overwhelming information and it's in a different language. You really could put it in any language, right. Italian, Spanish, doesn't matter. That's how much we would understand it. It's so hard and it's so illogical. And words that you think you know means something else under that law. Yes. So you feel so defeated if you don't pace through in a particular order. Right. And that's pretty much what I've not uncovered, but because I have to explain this very complicated set of laws. Oh, by the way, there are 50 states, so there are 50 variations. <laughs> yes. Of oh, my gosh. On top of all this, plus Puerto Rico and other territories, right. it's all different for every state. So as you start to peel this onion, it's very, very difficult if you're trying to do it in a weekend. This is impossible to do in a weekend. So I really encourage women, especially, start, you know, toying around with a tiptoe through Medicare and Social Security and your retirement, starting at 60. Yeah. You know, play on the website, play with the tools like you did with your mother. You know, you were not Medicare age and all of a sudden you've got to figure out all the the part D and help mom. Yeah. You know. And, um, and luckily she had someone that, um, that who carried her supplemental, he, he sold it to her and other, other products that I could reach out. And I didn't, I didn't harangue him with lots and lots of questions, but he did, he did help. And then there was my sister who was, so we were able to kind of pull bits of information and make the best decisions. I read an article and this was a doctor who had an issue, had some health issue, and he went into the hospital and they kept him there. Now I could have this wrong, but it was something like they kept him there for observation. Oh. Um, that's and he got I mean. charged $25,000. Now, if he yeah. had used a different term, if they had used a different term, then Medicare and his supplemental would have paid for that. But instead, he got hit with a $25,000 bill. Now, That's here he exactly. is, a doctor, and he doesn't even... He, he, they don't know. <laughs> they don't know. And you have to use these words in just such a way or say, no, thank you. I'm going to leave. I don't want to be observed, you know, or whatever it is right. you're calling it, because that will cost me too much money. And $25,000 when you're not bringing in an income any longer, and you're, you're depending on all of your, your, you know, retirement personal. funds or whatever. Yes, personal, yes. whatever that is. That's a, that's a chunk for Oh anybody. my gosh. That's it's a, a ton of money for anybody. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's a great illustration, Elizabeth, of the language. So you're, you're just in the hospital, you're, you're in a bed, you're in a room and you're there for four days, let's say. Mm-hmm. You just think you're in the hospital. Right. And then you get the bill. It says, no, no, we were observing you 
versus admitting you. There you go. That's the other if word. You're the, not admitted. admitted. Yeah. Technically admitted. Medicare. So I call it a sleepover. I'm saying you're staying at a very fun, a very expensive resort. <laughs> very, very. And you know, the food isn't even very good. No, no it's not good. <laughs> so this is the kind of thing that how on earth would anyone know this? Because here you are, you're having a heart issue, you're having, uh, you can't breathe, you, you're having a brain issue, whatever. And now you want me to figure out Medicare's law and their language? Yeah. So yeah, just not okay. Oh my not gosh. okay. Now I'm going to hit something that you probably hear a lot of, but I remember being in college and my economics teacher saying, and he did this whole graphs and all these things and turned around and said, basically, by the time you're old, there's not going to be any social security left for you. So I think our children are going, hmm, wondering if that's going to really, you know, hold out. And what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I actually love this topic. Um, people hear it as Social Security is going bankrupt. Oh, my gosh. So two things, two things, let me say. The first is Social Security will be around. Yeah. It might look a little different. And for our kids, I mean, I have the same conversation with Katie and Lindsay because their paychecks are being docked for social security now, right. but the money that we contribute when we contribute it goes out to pay our grandparents. Yes. You know, so it, it's a money movement right. idea. It will be there. However, I do believe that social security, because just because the way it is structured and remember it is a law, nothing can change in social security unless Congress makes it so. Right. So they've got to do something to shore it up. I think they're going to means test, meaning if you're a high income, a high wage earner during your years, your, your working years, you're probably going to get less out. But we have to go back to why do we even have social security? What is this thing? My second point. And it is to protect our most vulnerable. Yes. Social security protects, it's called OASDI, yes. old age. S, survivors. That means if you become a young widow or a young widower, mm -hmm. you get benefits when your kids are little because yes. you can't work. So that's OAS and DI, disability insurance. Yes. Social security is insurance. Same as you buy homeowner's insurance and auto insurance, maybe life insurance. You're insuring against the possibility of something happening. And our government in a first world country, governments protect their most vulnerable. Yeah. So my strong belief is it's not going anywhere, mm -hmm. but to be realistic, it's not funded as well as it needs to be funded. So we, we do have to bring it back to balance. Right. That's what's, that should be going on in the next four years. So we don't have to go, oh no, what am I? Yeah, exactly. But no. I do, I do tell my kids it, it, because things are so uncertain now and life is changing up at such a rapid pace. You just have to, we, my children have, are living and they're fine with it. Living with less, you know, just don't think that you're going to have so very, very much. You don't need it. And then, you know, be smart. I even like when I did the 50, 30, 20, I, mm. I like it where it's, you do 20 for, for the me stuff and 30 for, the, but, but I always say, look, if you don't spend the money, the me money, you know, whatever you want, you can always yeah. put it in the savings and, and just be a little more thoughtful right. about all of that. Um, and early on, because uh, that's the key. Your twenties yeah. are really the key, which you never want to tell a 60 year old. It's like, yeah. great, I'm 40 <laughs> years late to the party, <laughs> you know, but if we can, um, help our kids, help our nieces and nephews in their 20s. 
Right. We, we don't get to benefit from that, but they do. Right. And that's, that's kind of what the impetus behind Family Finance Fund, that we talk about money at the Mantels, and we sit around the table and talk about it. And it, it is amazing. Okay, there our- you said something really important right there, because a lot of people don't want to talk about money in their home. It's a mm-hmm. weird, it's a, it's a point of contention or an issue. Maybe one person isn't as good as the other with money, and they don't agree on how to. So I think that that's just one of those things that's sort of the white elephant. Like, it's the big elephant in the room. We're not going to talk yes. about that. But it's so important to talk about it, because we can't get back the hours that we, we spend working and making an, a, a living. So if we want to have some traction with that, we want to have a little bit of traction so that our money can finally maybe start working for us, not in your 20s so much, but, you know, as you build. And and it's so important that uh, people talk about it. And my kids even said, you know, my, with my little rule that I was doing, that, that mm. this isn't taught in school. That, That's and, what my and, girls say too. And the impetus is to pay off debt as fast as you can. And and what I said in my podcast was, no, you 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 don't continue to add more to your debt you really, you know, watch, this is just, that's why you get your me money, but also you, you want to make sure that you pay it off in time and you continue to put money away for yourself. Because if you're putting off all your debt, then you're going to, it's like this whole crazy loosey goosey, you're never going to get ahead. And so um, it's that right there is such a simple rule. It's the same rule for retirement too. You know, and I, I haven't done the math of 50, 30, 20 will work, but yeah. it sounds pretty reasonable. Yeah. You, know, you, just, you still have to save for emergencies or you have to increase your healthcare spending. Right. So the number of people who tell me, oh my gosh, I thought Medicare was free. And then you find out you're paying $500 a month for, people, right. for some people, not everyone. It's a low of about 145 plus your supplemental. Plus your so, prescriptions. Yes. So, so it is not, that's not free. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you might- switch what you're doing with your 50, 30, 20. Yeah. But it's that same idea. And that's why I'm saying it's never too late. Yeah. You just have to sort of put that stake in and go, okay, starting today. Yeah. I'm going to do this and, and have a way to do it and embrace it. I mean, we have lively conversations about money. Mm-hmm. And once you do it a few times, it gets more comfortable. Yeah. And I do think a lot of uh, from our culture in the past has been, well, you know, I'm just going to have that one big whatever, and then it'll be my big downfall or windfall of money, and then I'll mm-hmm. invest and I'll, then I'll do it. But right now, I'm just, I'm busy. I'm in the trenches right now. I'm, it's like, but it's that little bit that, that compounds and keeps growing and growing that is important. And I think the habit, just getting into the habit, I think is really important too. Rich people. It is. Yeah. And you know, we talked a little earlier, women can do everything. Yeah. Right. And we tend to do everything. Yeah. But we do it really well on a schedule, right? We're using calendars or online schedulers or yeah. bullet journals, however you organize your day in your life. I happen to color code and still use a paper calendar, whatever works for you. Schedule it in. Yeah. It's the same as you schedule in every other appointment, every client right. meeting, every Every time, you know, it's tax season, you have to schedule in to do your taxes, put it on the calendar. Right. And then you'll do it. You you know, you skip a month here, you skip a month there, not terrible. But if you don't establish that discipline, Mm -hmm. it is hard to make it happen. Well, it's like anything else, right? If we don't make a habit of making our bed, then it doesn't get made. (laughs) If we don't clean our house every Monday or whatever, it's like, it doesn't get done. Right. So it's, (laughs) That's it's it's pretty simple, but some and people it's what feel we like we do. 
We yeah. do it in every other part of our life. Right. But that one we don't do. I liked that you have this, um, you have a blog, um, Boomer Retirement Briefs, but I also love that you have this little book that you uh, published in 2015 called, What's the Deal with Retirement Planning for Women? Oh my gosh. What, what is retirement planning for women? Don't advocate, participate, plan mm-hmm. for the party and the price tag. I love it. Please yeah. can you give me a little bit about that. Sure. It was a really fun book to write. It was, it is structured in 10 questions Mm -hmm. that every woman needs to ask and answer for Mm -hmm. herself before she quits her job. (laughs) Yes. We're we're all pretty good at like, oh, I'm going to quit when I'm X age or at the end of the year or whatever. I'm tired of this. But this book was really looking at and trying to help women to start the conversation if they're not already having it or enhance conversations they're already having but recognize what we already do. And if we're not comfortable in the financial space, you're already doing it. Yeah. We, we already do this stuff. We already schedule. We're the, the house CEOs and CFOs. Yeah. You know, we do this, but I wanted to put the language, again, this translating language mm-hmm. into things that we already do. So that plan for the party. Well, what woman doesn't plan parties? Whether we just... <laughs> had holidays, you know, whatever parties are part of your life. You're right. Might be at your church. You're the big event planner, or it might be your neighborhood block party. Plus all your kids' birthdays and, you know, your parents' 50th anniversary. We do all that. What we forget to note though, is all the stuff we bought online at Etsy and all the stuff at the party store and all the food we had catered. (laughs) Right. That's the price tag. Yeah. That continues in retirement. Uh-huh. We're not going to not host Thanksgiving. Right. You know, so it's like, just embrace it, recognize it, put a price tag on it and make sure you know where that money's coming from. So that was the Absolutely. idea. Absolutely. And just be aware. Again, I go back to take, take note of how much you're spending. And right now, especially with uh, the pandemic um, being in, in force, we've had to do uh contactless purchasing. So you got it all right there. Even the little coffees you're stopping and yeah, picking up. There's no cash anymore. It, the truth <laughs> is right there in the face. And it's like, okay, if you're going over what you had budgeted for yourself, then you kind of maybe need to take your commuter cup with you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yes. thinking like, okay, and it's not bad. You're not, a, you're not a failure if you can't just go spend, spend, spend. And I wanted to, um, you know, just talk about that because we, we do spend so very much and we aren't really good about our, our savings and how we handle things. And retirement is so very important. Um, I just can't say enough about, and you have another book and I wanted to talk about that as well. Um, please help me. Oh, what's the deal with social security for women? Yes. And so really helping women understand this incredibly important financial decision they will be making yeah. as they move their 60s. Yeah, exactly. And so there again, with the Medicare and with all of those things, it's, it's just really a lot. And I think that's probably, this is my guess. Oh my gosh, that's so dry and boring. And I don't, it's so complex. I don't want to deal. So they mm-hmm. push that off and they don't want to, to even be thinking about it. But we are living longer, longer lives. I mean, we really are. 95. And so we want to be able to be in it. We want to still be able to be enjoying life. And how are you going to do that if you don't have any green, right? You have to be able to know how to manage it. And I just think it's great to have someone like yourself available. So you do the blogs, you do speaking, you have books. 
do you ever, can anyone ever reach out to you? Do you do consulting one-on-one? Can you tell me about I, that? I do. And usually the, the form it takes is I'm actually just building a workbook and worksheets that will come out later in 2021 mm-hmm. to help guide the conversation. Because for me, retirement is all first and foremost about time. Right. What are you going to do when you don't work 60 hours a week anymore? Right. You still have 60 hours now. Well, now what? So it's time first, then the money. So they're great conversations to have and some guidelines for what to even think about and and what to ask and what to talk about. So yes, I do some one-on-ones or small group. I was just going to say group. Yeah. Which is great, great. but especially when it's just women, you know, because we're really good about sharing silly things or things we thought were mistakes and find out everyone did the same thing. So that's great fun. I think that could be so instrumental because if you hear someone else saying, I was in a real pickle because I didn't da, 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 but this is what happened and la, 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 la. And then you hear it and you think, okay, I can say out loud what I'm afraid about, afraid with money or I don't know. And I can ask these questions Mm -hmm. and not feel stupid. Um, I think that that's great. So wonderful. So I have all of your information on the notes. Oh, one more thing. This is, this is going to be um, airing in uh, women's history. Oh, in March, Women's History Month, my favorite month of the year. Yes. Yeah. So you, I wanted to just touch on that with you and, and talk a little bit about Women's History Month with you and, and what you, um, you had something you wanted to tell me about. This the history of work and women? Uh, well, a little bit. You know, last year, 2020, uh-huh. was a particularly big year for women. 100 years. The 100 years of the 19th Amendment. So women yes. have only been voting for 100 years. But yes. by golly, didn't we vote in our first woman vice president in 2020? Yay! Yes. So, I mean, I'm just beside myself so thrilled about that. Yes. It's so exciting. Yeah. And it's only 100 years. I know it sounds long, but it's really not that long. No. So we're seeing this, the tipping point and the snowball effect of women, 25 women in the Senate. We're still half the population, but I was looking at just last night, only my kids were already born. This is in the, the beginning of the OOs, the 2000, yeah. 2001, 2012, the first women that had been in the Senate, but now they're picking up steam. Now it's 10 women. Now it's 19. Today it's 25. Yes. That's a thrill that we forget to acknowledge and recognize for those who go before us. Mm-hmm. And how hard the climb is. Yeah. It's the same at home. We didn't grow up talking money, buying stocks, being investors, you know, necessarily. And most women didn't. You can still do it. And the laws have been changing mm-hmm. so fast that they now open up opportunities for women that we didn't have. And the one I wanted to mention, so thank you for thinking of Women's History Month. It wasn't until 1996 96. We all remember 1996. That was like just a day ago, right? (laughs) Exactly. If you were a homemaker, you were an at-home mom, in 1996, you could not contribute to an IRA more than $500, but your working husband could put in $2,000. Yeah. You were restricted to a little menial amount of money. So Mm -hmm. you couldn't even save for retirement in 1996 if you were an at-home mom. That boggles my mind. It does. And today, so long as the household has sufficient earnings, it doesn't matter who earns them. Women now or at-home dads also benefited from that little ditty, right? Right. So now the couple can save $10,000 between the two of them in IRAs. 
that's just huge. And I yeah. think it's time to celebrate the, the evolution and the steamrolling. It is picking up fast here. Where there's an inequity, we're fixing it. Mm-hmm. That's good news. Oh, I agree with you 100%. And from my perspective, I feel that this more fluid approach uh, uh, to work, how we've all had to be working from home, it's sort of, we, we already did the beta. We know that we can be really <laughs> can. fluid and we can work from home. And that gives a lot of women something, maybe they're leaving the workforce because for children or maybe retirement, but then they can turn around and repurpose what it is they do so well, maybe consult 20, 20 hours a week. Maybe, Absolutely. you know, add the, they can do other things and they can do it remotely, which is great. We yes. can continue and working. Try. Yeah. Just try. If it doesn't work, then stop and Not try something deal. else. Right. And we, and we can all just be our own little entrepreneurs. So it's like, yes. that's something that we know that would keep you. Not only, you know, making an income, but engaged and relevant and learning and growing and, and expanding your circles. So that's exciting too. And I love that women, I feel that there's just a real shift going on right now. There's going to be more women. We have a, a female vice president, but more women doing more things in a different way. The, the, the way that men were doing it in the corporate world, I don't think that's going to work for women so well. And I think we're giving this chance right now where they're so worried about them leaving the workforce. Because of, because of all the needs at home, but yes. I think they're going to turn around and repurpose that into something better. I honestly I do. agree. I think I that agree. the companies are going to get real smart and go, wait, we can't, this is, they're too much of a, a value to, to the economy. We yes. have to have these women working, but how can we do it? And so I think it's a, a real good, so a, a silver lining on an awful pandemic year. I think that, that is something that's proof that you still get good quality work. You just don't need to have them sitting in the cubicle. Time, right? Exactly. I totally agree. Oh, I could talk to you forever, but I just wanted to just make sure that um, we covered what it is you do so well. And I'm so excited for you. And um, you're just a wealth of knowledge. And I appreciate you being here today and sharing it. And also, like I said, all of your information is going to be in the notes so that anyone listening can go and find you. And and, and reach out to you. So thank you so much, Marsha. I appreciate it. Thank you, Elizabeth. This has been such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Links to mine and my guest social media, as well as other resources you might enjoy, are all in the show notes. Why not take a quick 10-minute quiz to help find the right resource for you? Download the Compass mini course or browse the resource page and see what the next community has to offer all available at www.nextcareerlife.com. Enjoying the show? Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or share the show with a friend or coworker. Word of mouth is still the best way to find out about new podcasts. Until next time.